CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week, we learned as a second time on the show, it's been almost 100 episodes, but my buddy Casey Schultz is back. He is the senior product manager now at uh, Cleveland Srixon. Uh, would you call it Dunlop Sports? Is that is that yeah, overly? Yeah. <laughs> we keep adding brands. We've got it, Never Compromise added there, too. Uh, it's it's becoming quite the cluster of, uh, of names. It's a beautiful thing. And and we're short shortly past the PGA show, which I know you sort of teased on it a little bit, but the chaos that exists in your world right now has to be like, it, it's either rumbling or it's already in full force. What's the play? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot going on, uh, a whole bunch of new, exciting product launches that we're really happy to talk about. And um, as somebody who's kind of managing all of these brands to an extent, all of these products, uh, my life is pretty crazy at this time of year. That's for sure. What is the one thing? And and I know I'm putting you on the spot here because there is a lot of great product and we will talk about it all. I promise. Yeah. What is the one thing that you are just geeking about in 24? Hmm. I think we really nailed the CBX4 um, this time around, CBX4 Zipcore. I think we really got that wedge right. Um, feedback across the board has been that it's such a more premium looking design. We've added little features from the last generation to reduce um, chunking in the leading edge. Um, I think that we've really upgraded that wedge even more than in the past. And for a player who's looking to finally put away that blade wedge that's probably been in their bag for the last, you know, 20 years or at least variations of it. Um, it's a really exciting offering. That's just such a perfect fit. So going to the website and I tend to do this with, uh, with this many products as an option on the show. Cause I'm trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but yeah. let's be honest, Casey, you're the expert here. I, I click on, CBX4 zip core and it just it's shouting at me on the screen in beautiful blue lettering chunkless yes. <laughs> so it, it appears you guys are pretty happy about that um, yeah. but, but what I love about the Cleveland wedge lineup is there is absolutely a wedge for every situation for every type of golfer and an understanding that it is not as simple as saying this is our one wedge we have a bunch of grinds to support the potential yep. uh, interactions you might have in this case you have three very different wedges that sort of support the same idea, but get there in a, in a definitely a different way. So my first question is assuming this actually simplifies things, how do you encourage people to go out there and say, this could be a wedge for me, as opposed to I'm going to go with stock standard, what I'm used to looking at, which would be the traditional RTX. For sure. I mean, I think looking through your game and what works best for you, we've got a whole bunch of different avenues that'll help you make that decision as well. We've got an online selector um, that'll put you through questions to try to figure out um, what'll best fit your game. Um, what do you really struggle with? Are you somebody who's you know coming up a little bit short on some of your approaches and just isn't getting that consistency that you um, are looking for in that part of your game? Do you lay the sod from time to time, or are you worried about chunking it so you end up you know thinning the ball over the green? Um, do you have issues from a bunker? All of these things um, in your short game aren't necessarily going to be fixed by a grind. I, th- I think you really eloquently touched on, and that's certainly our philosophy is um, we make a wedge for every type of player, not just a grind for every type of player. So just having a little bit more of a forgiving soul isn't going to help you if you hit it off the toe 
um, consistently on, you know, approach shots to the green or strike all over the face. You need a cavity back wedge with more forgiveness. Um, so I think looking at the areas of your game that you really need to work on and figuring out, you know, what the amount of versatility versus forgiveness um, that really works for you and will really help lower score um, your score, you know, on a consistent basis is um, what you should be looking at in your wedge game. And whether it's the Smart Soul family, the CBX family, or the RTX family, um, for all three of those types of players, we've really got a well-rounded offering um, that we're confident will help lower your scores. So Smart Soul is something that's been around for a while. Yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, in slightly different forms, of course, and it looks like there's a new option we get to talk about a little bit today. Uh, but I, I remember back in the day, I had a great conversation with uh, an old coach of mine uh, while we were at, I think, PGA Superstore, PGA Tour sure. Superstore. And we were talking about like the issues he has around the green, the bunkers. And my thought was like, that was back when like Niblick days were big, yes. and, you know, oh, yeah, there, yeah there, there are all kinds of options there. And and I thought about it really hard and, and the way he presented, it, I was like, look, th there's this product that looks kind of crazy. Uh, and that was back when I think altitudes were pretty big yeah. and, uh, you know, the chance of saying like, Hey, if you can, uh, if you can look at this iron, you could definitely look at this wedge. So let's, let's try it out and see what happens. And sure enough, he has an excellent week in the bunkers and sort of celebrates the lack of fear of being able to go down and get the ball and not just equator the thing, which is, you know, inevitably oh. happens on we, we Yeah. We go to a different state and play in different, uh, turf and suddenly you know it's not interacting the same way so long story short it, it solved an issue um, yes. and and i always looked at that like wow that's really on the extreme and as much as i think it's super cool it's also way far away what i'm looking at so yes. you have this very isolated product that that i think is great for for a group of people and then in comes cbx and it's like okay now you guys are starting to do some things that are more impactful to what I've been looking at because I've always said, you know, cavity back irons, they're not a bad thing. Don't be afraid of them. Larger cavities, not a bad thing. Don't be afraid of them. And then not too long ago, I was actually in the THP tech studio and we hit uh, CBX against uh, Zipcore at the time or TX. Yeah. And the consistency between the two were almost identical, if not right. favorable to the CBX, which okay. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I was mad about it, okay? I'm just saying I was surprised. So I know I've said a lot here, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to drive a little bit of the conversation in the idea that you've created three separate wedges that perform in three separate potential ways, but can result in the, an identical shot, especially in a full swing. So yeah, I mean, what what is the overall thought there when you when you add all three to the lineup? Yeah, for sure. Our, our smart soul is really designed for, I think, the player you described who just struggles with that part of their game, doesn't want to worry about opening up the face and um, wants to be able to hit the same shots that the best players in the world do. Right. But um, just doesn't have the skill set around the greens to really open up that face, play that unique flop shot or get out of a bunker with an open face and hitting so far behind the ball. We're really trying to make the game easier for that player. So with all of our design philosophies this time around, we really took that to heart. Um, we've added full face grooves, which is why the new generation is called Smart Soul Full Face for a player who's pretty inconsistent, right? And is likely going to be accidentally striking off the toe from time to time. So you're still going to be getting that spin performance there. Um, we've added two uh, alignment lines, one to help you center the ball in the center of the face and one that makes sure that your face is always um, parallel or, or perpendicular, sorry, to the target. 
Um, as a player shouldn't be opening up these wedges, we wanted to give a visual cue that you should just be going straight back, straight through with all of your shots with these. Um, obviously, they've got the extremely wide, um, extremely forgiving, smart sole, um, which is a three-tiered sole design with a leading edge bounce chamfer to reduce chunking. Um, and then exciting this generation is we added an L wedge um, for the first time to the mix, which is actually an eye-opening 64 degrees, which we've kept off of the club oh to not scare God. people away in stores. <laughs> But um, to be able to play a flop shot without having to open the face, um, that much loft makes for an extremely easy experience. And I've seen people um, who've never been able to play that, right, struggle around the short, around the greens. They have a tucked pin. They just have no hope, right? Um, you need some green to work with to be able to do anything. Um, hit this club with a straight back, straight through, chipping stroke, and um, be able to hit a pro-like shot that they never in their life imagined would be possible. And just seeing their eyes light up in that excitement. Is, 64 uh, degrees. Yes. I mean, okay, listen, yeah. I know you dudes are in California. <laughs> I've long said that anything above the 58 is pure insanity. Yeah. Yeah. You, and I would <laughs> agree with that for most players that are trying to open up their lob wedges, right? Um, wow. Which you probably are with the 58. But yeah. for a player who's never going to open something up, wants something that straight back, straight through um, will be successful, this ultra large face with full face grooves and 64 degrees of loft um, makes those, you know, normal professional flop shots that a player would open up a 58 or a 60 achievable by somebody who's not going to be opening up the face. Um, so it's super fun to watch and it's super fun to use and already have gotten a ton of excitement in sales out of that. That skew specifically. That's crazy. Okay. So full face uh, grooves, probably the most easiest, obvious decision to make there. Yes, I mean, the idea that, this this is for a player who doesn't have the consistency or the just the, in general the amount of time it takes to refine a wedge game will lean on this club to do a lot for it so putting it out on the toe which is a common miss area makes a ton of sense to me i mean that, yeah. that, it's it's yeah. always fun to see that addition to a product it's like yeah okay that probably should have been there <laughs> yeah yeah and we've also added like real deal technology to these wedges as well so they have our ulti zip grooves which they haven't in the past which is basically our tour level grooves same as our rtx um, our hydro zip technology and lasers are on these um, philosophy being essentially just because this is a higher handicap player doesn't mean they're not going to be feeling the benefits of added spin and added control um, we shouldn't, you know, put that behind, oh, you're not good enough to handle that. You know, if you get to the RTX, we'll actually let you stop the ball. We want to put our premium technologies into all three wedge lines to make sure every type of player um, has the best experience they can, um, no matter what your handicap. Okay, so you actually have 22 degrees difference between the four wedges in the lineup, which I, I think is a little bit unfair because the one isn't designed to be a chipping, sure, yeah. which it's, it's got a C on it for a reason. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of guys use like a seven or an eight iron around the greens. Is that effectively what we're trying to replace here? Yeah. Yeah. I think the chipper is going to be um, lengthwise about the same as a putter. So we've actually gone up to 35 inches this time around. It was 34 okay. in the past. Um, more traditional putters are now in that 35 round. Um, it's going to be a really easy club to hit. That's going to give you some, you know, spin consistency, but unlike a seven iron or an eight iron, it's got a sole that's designed specifically for around the greens. So you've got, a leading edge bounce chamfer that's going to kind of reduce that digging um, an overall profile that's a little taller than last generation um, to uh, maximize that face area and make it even easier to use. Um, and overall, just a design that's um, meant for that bump and run and to make those chip shots where players might be getting a little bit uncomfortable and laying the sod um, from time to time. 
um, as consistent as possible. So for anybody who really struggles around the greens, the chipper is an absolute game changer. It's super fun to use and um, something essentially that um, everybody I think should at least try out if they struggle with their short game. Yeah. Let's talk about chunkless because I think chunk is one of those words where you hate to hear on a golf course. Yes. Shank is another one. And I know guys are swerving in their cars right now. listening to this, (laughs) turn it off. I don't want to hear those words at all. You know, chunkless. Yes. Tell me why, tell me why that's such a big deal in in this campaign. For sure. I mean, we've really added um, a lot of bounce to that leading edge. So that's kind of a focus with the CBX line. Um, is focusing on still adding enough versatility throughout the rest of the sole design, right? We've got a C-shaped, an S-shaped, and a V-shaped throughout the set, um, transitioning for what you need in each shot. But by adding that leading edge bounce to go along with the wide sole, um, it's really going to maximize that forgiveness potential. And for a player who's going to be hitting behind the ball accidentally from time to time, or maybe even on purpose, um, the ability to have a sole that really is going to work with you and try to help you um, get more consistency um, is a game changer. And, you know, we know the the chunked chip of two feet while all your buddies are looking at you and you're maybe trying to chip onto a par five and three or whatever it might end up being um, is one of the most painful shots in golf. So it's something we've really focused our technology around trying to avoid um, in the CBX type of wedge and the smart soul type of wedge. Okay. And it's loaded with technology. I mean, we've got Hydra Zip here. Yeah. There's variants in the way that the um, the grooves are designed. The The I guess the facial portion above yeah. the grooves is changing a little bit as, as you move around in the lofts. Yeah. Yeah. We've got our hydro zip technology on all three of our wedge lines now. Um, so it's throughout the entire Cleveland set, which maximizes that spin con- performance from whatever conditions you might find yourself. Um, and that's actually a different blast and laser combination between lofts. So um, your pitching wedge to gap wedge lofts are going to have a different blast and laser than your sandwich or lob wedge lofts um, all designed by our engineers to basically moderate the spin um, for each of those conditions to be as consistent as possible between wet and dry. So you don't really have to take that moisture um, into account when hitting approaches to the greens. And we're seeing significant um, amounts of benefit from having that um, up to, you know, I don't want to throw out a number necessarily. Um, I could look back at our our content for that, but um, very high percentages of increase um, in lob wedges specifically. I just can't get enough of the fact that the max loft on the CBX4 is 60 degrees and the max yeah. loft on the Smart Soul 64. I mean, that is such a mind. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I have <laughs> so many words to describe that, but I, I love it. Yeah. Uh, you you yeah. mentioned this progression between pitching wedge to uh, your, your highest lofted wedge. I, I think golfers are getting a lot smarter about how they want their bags to be built now. I, I think there's an understanding that there are benefits to having a, a club at 50 degrees or a gap wedge perform differently than the club they have at their 58 or 64 now yes. um, between the the style of design you have in these wedges and the variance you have between them does the idea of blending the sets work well so let's say i'm i'm a, a huge fan of working the ball around the green uh, but i want a little bit more forgiveness when i get into a full swing shot can i throw cbx4 and then throw some rtx in there as well yeah for sure i think um when we design our irons we really are sorry our wedges we really make sure that they blend with the iron set that we're looking for so say our cbx's for example um 46 through 50 are going to look a lot more iron like they're still going to have some of that forgiveness um around the greens and a sole design that's designed uh, more than a typical iron would be for chipping and 
around the green um, performance, but the profile is going to blend extremely well wherever you want to make that transition from your iron set. Now, as soon as you get up towards the 56, the 58, they're going to look a lot more traditional wedge-like. Um, so it's something we really take into account is um, tracking what the most common sort of game improvement irons and um, to an extent players distance irons look like in the market and making sure that our wedges become a natural transition from wherever um, that part is in the bag. Um, and yeah, going CBX to RTX for some players makes a lot of sense. I do it. Um, I have CBX gap wedges in my bag um, to really help with that full swing performance. But around the greens for something like a sand wedge or a lob wedge where I'm looking for maximum versatility and I like to play a lot of um, flop shots, having a little bit of a lower bounce kind of helps there. So I think it's whatever area of your bag you struggle with uh, where you should be adding a little bit more forgiveness. And if there's another area where you're a little bit more confident, um, going with a little bit more versatility and more. Hello. Yeah, you got a little bit of a blip of. Uh feedback there sorry let me just mark the time oh, okay yeah that's all right i i think we got the full extent of that question back uh I will, we'll just mark it and then clean it up in post so it's not a huge deal okay no worries um yeah. i think you're good now okay all right so I'll, ju I'll just jump in in the next question then you good sure yeah all right so i Last time we had a bit of a discussion about uh, on irons. I know they're not a feature product this year. Obviously, they're in line. It sounds like there's a new finish uh, that got released that looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I do want to celebrate them a little bit because I've had a few guys try them and get super excited about them, especially the ZX4s, which I think got a little bit more compact in Mark II. Yeah, they did. Um, I actually have a, a good buddy you can roast a little bit who's been waffling on purchasing a new set. He actually just sold my dad his old set uh, <laughs> with the intent of updating uh, over the winter months. So, you know, sure. grief is welcomed there. But how has the progression of that set worked out? And, and I'm assuming once we get into the next cycle, we can probably look for another release, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I think um, the Black Chrome has been a really exciting addition. Um, if you are interested in a set, I would recommend buying them ASAP. Um, they are, in true terms of the word, limited edition. And once we're out, we're out. They're going fast. Um, so if you're somebody who's looking at a Mark II iron and loves that finish, um, the fives and sevens are going to be available for just probably not very long. Um, once they're gone, they're gone. Um, Overall, the Mark II series has been extremely successful for us over the last year and a half. I mean, the tour adoption has been phenomenal. Feedback's been great. It's our best-selling um, series of irons ever. Um, ZX4 additions of that smaller profile and a little bit um, more of a player's look while still offering all of the forgiveness benefits and um, launch we're looking for has been you know, really successful for us as well. So yeah, as an entire set of line, um, we're really excited about Mark II and 
um, the future of Strixon is bright and um, exciting stuff coming in the future as well. That's all I'll say. If, if you, hey, listen, if you want to just share your screen and start showing me some <laughs> renderings or whatever you need to do, I'm I'm in. We can just hit, you know, cancel on the recording. We can start over later if you want. No, I, I think the exciting part here is I saw a really awesome progression. And, and one of my favorite things to think back to uh, over the last series is we had, we had a set of the original ZX4s in the tech studio. And I loved how balanced they were and that, it was very consistent across the face. And I, I have a tendency to have a more of like a path flaw than a contact flaw in my golf swing. But anytime I wanted to measure something as compared to something else, such as a golf ball, I tended to lean towards the X4 because it was so consistent across the face. Uh, I, I haven't had a ton of time to explore the new release, but everything I've seen looks phenomenal. I love the way that you've refined it uh, with the expectation of, you have awesome lines with Cleveland. You have awesome lines with Strix on there getting more clearly defined. I feel like as we go through the, the tech bumps uh, each year and, and I'm thrilled to see what's next on the horizon. I, I'm, I'm curious to see the, the big next step there for Mark three, we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the Strix line has really sort of defined itself quite well in the last few years and um, the incremental improvements we've been making generation to generation while, you know, not ruining what's so great about the iron and why the best players in the world are playing it um, is something we've gotten quite successful at, you know, still making an improvement, but um, not taking any sort of step back in any area. So I'm really thrilled with the success of Mark II and yeah, excited for what's to come with the brand as well. Okay. I know you're chomping at the bit to talk Halo. Uh, yes. You flat out said to me when we got on here, don't tell me, don't talk to me about anything but Halo. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. Uh, what is so big? What is so important about Cleveland Halo right now for 24? Yeah. Yeah. So our Halo series, um, which is going to be a brand new hybrid, high wood and fairway wood. Um, is going to really be something we're focusing on as a brand this uh, year as a whole. Um, we're really taking this area of the bag that so many players struggle with and haven't really found the solution for um, seriously. And we're offering a bunch of areas for a player who struggles with long irons but hasn't replaced them yet, struggles with a fairway wood but hasn't replaced it yet, um, to understand what the best solution would be, not for their buddy's game and what he might have put in his bag that helps him, but for your game specifically. Um, and as many resources as possible to try to put you into the right club in your bag um, for that area. Yeah, that's absolutely loaded. I'm I'm looking at the head right now. It looks great. Uh, one of the first things that jumps out at me is glide rail. Yes. Uh, I, I believe that that's a continuation, right? It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. So throughout the entire set, we have our glide rail technology, which really is super impactful for a player who strikes behind the ball from time to time. It's really going to make sure that face stays accurate to the target as well as uh, reducing that digging and cutting through the turf more consistently. So um, no matter what the lie you might have is, you're going to get a lot more consistent uh, club head speed through impact, um, reduce the loss in distance, and overall get more you know forgiveness and uh, better performance out of the club. Um, whether you're in the fairway wood, high wood, or hybrid, um, it's going to be a really, um, really useful addition and have been tweaked a little bit by our engineers over last generation to become even more effective. Okay. Yeah. Well, the idea there is these are the clubs you typically would hit off the fairway in some Correct. cases out of the rough. Yeah. The idea yeah, that really there will be that. yeah interaction yes. between the turf. Uh, I, I know the ground is a little bit different out there in California. When it comes to something like this in development, do you, do you flex lots of people to, especially around different types of 
ground to to get that interaction feedback from? For sure. Yeah, I think it's um, really, you know, we got to make sure we have a soul that'll work in all different terrain, right? It's not just for softer terrain or firmer. Um, we want to add enough bounce that off of a softer course, you're going to be getting that interaction you're looking for, but it's not going to bounce too much. So you end up topping other clubs. Um, so certainly a balance and something we're looking for, um, you know, but generally the player type we're looking at, even off of firmer terrain, um, tends to hit down a little bit more. And, you know, that's that's their miss. And that's the easiest one to fix. It's hard to fix a guy who's topping the ball all the time. We want players to be hitting down a little bit and getting help there, right? Not all right. the technology. If you're hitting the top half of the ball is going to help you there necessarily. So um, for a player type, you know, erring on the side of hitting a little bit behind the ball, you've got technology that's going to help you there. Listen, Casey, if you can if you can create equator technology, yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to sell a lot of clubs. For sure. For <laughs> sure. But I think we're fixing some of the issues players have there as well. Um, the main part, I think, in my bag and a many players bag that you see that issue is something like a three wood. Uh, you don't hit consistently. Right. And always top that club and it goes nowhere. Um, we're really trying to put resources out there that, hey, just because you have had that club in your bag for all of your life, most of your buddies are probably playing a three wood. That doesn't mean there aren't better options out there for you. And I think that's where really the high wood comes in as a great solution. Um, has a lot of the benefits of a hybrid where it's a little bit of a more iron-like swing, um, but it's got the added distance that you're looking for in a three wood with a little bit of a larger head than a typical hybrid um, to kind of replace that part in your bag to use a swing you're more comfortable with, um, get more consistent contact and still get nearly the distance you would get out of a three wood um, a lot more consistently than you would um, with a club like that, that you're not so comfortable with. So with our selection tools and um, we've got a great Halo Excel online selector um, that will help players, you know, walk through a bunch of questions and put them into the right type of clubs specifically for their game, as well as gapped properly with their bag. Um, say you can't hit your five iron. What do you replace that with? Is it a five hybrid? Is it a nine wood? Is it, We're going to answer all of those questions for you so that those trouble areas in your bag, um, you can get replaced with something that's not only designed for you, but will gap well with the rest of your bag. Yeah, I will add that I think part of the concern and part of the reason why players unintentionally and maybe um, yeah, unintentionally top the ball is because they, they have a fear of ground contact. And when you yeah. have a product that, that cuts through the turf easily, there's there's a, a level of comfort that comes into actually making contact with the ground. And I, I, I think a great example is if you go out on a wet day and, and you take a practice swing and your feet are slushing and you take this huge divot in the ground, the likelihood of you hitting that ball uh, thin or yes. with very little divot is so high. <laughs> yeah. We are, we are terrified creatures of our own flaws. And I, I think confidence is one of the most critical pieces. So, you know, I'd love to get some feedback as especially THPers hit these products to to know whether it's you're feeling like that interaction with the turf is is making a huge difference. I'm sure you're already getting that kind of feedback, uh, which which helps a ton, I'm assuming, the development of this iteration and the next. Absolutely. I mean, everything about these clubs is designed for forgiveness. That's really who we're targeting is those players who are playing a lot of golf, but, you know, might have a little bit of a higher handicapper and struggle a little. We're not going after beginners with this line. We're going after, um, you know, regular golfers who could use a little bit of help in their long game. And, you know, these forgiving head designs with lower centers of gravity and glide rail technology and an AI face that's designed for distance and forgiveness. It's all of that technology packed together to make um, the game a little bit easier for players, you know, who are playing so many rounds, but 
um, do struggle in that area of the bag. And um, we're looking to lower scores and um, really help those, you know, 10 handicappers um, have a much better time. Let me add a little fuel to this discussion in the idea that there is crossover technology between Srixon and Cleveland. Yes. Uh, I can't really say personally, maybe you can establish this a bit better. Uh, and even I'm assuming in some cases XEO, but the rebound frame is something I've seen and uh, it has come up numerous times, especially in Srixon's side. So when it comes down to technologies like this and we start to see it in additional products that are either in uh, the same lineup or the uh, different family under under your group, it is it a part of those things where you refine it and then bring it on? Is it a part of those things where you make it easier to produce and then and find ways to do it in a more efficient way? Or is it just the idea that the technology is so good you want to incorporate it into more products? Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, a little bit of both. We certainly, technologies like Rebound Frame are just so effective for ball speed. Um, that we want to include it in as many um, clubs as possible. It's not necessarily cheap, but it's something that even for a consumer, um, a Cleveland type of player, we're looking to make sure that they still have that same ball speed technology, even if they're looking more for forgiveness. Um, but it does have to be adapted to the unique profiles. So the rebound frame on our Cleveland clubs is going to be a little different than Srixon as it's on a larger profile and is a little bit more um, focused on that forgiveness aspect, um, ball speed across the face while the Srixon one and the entire face design is more designed for a player who's going to be striking at a little bit more consistently near the center um, to maximize the speed there. So I would say we use the same technologies and the same overarching goals of ball speed um, with a little bit of different twists for um, different products. Okay. I have to ask because the the XL irons look yes. wild. And, yeah. you know, the <clears throat> I don't want to say you're taking a risk by it, but you're definitely taking a leap that I think makes a ton of sense. It, it, I'm assuming is one of your most forgiving products you can possibly create. Yes. Uh, there, there is a ton of room for error and you've extended the, you've extended the grooves all the way across the face on your irons, as well as yes. the wedges with the idea of, Hey, you got to swing, come in our product and, and see what, uh, what it can hold up to that. That's what I feel like is being told here. Absolutely. Yeah. The Halo XL full face irons are an industry first with full face grooves on an iron. Um, we've had so much success with the Halo irons in the past, just that hybrid profile, um, that low center of gravity. Um, we've put rails on them for the last two generations in a tr transitional sole design to really make sure that that turf interaction is taken into account. And this time we've gone a step further and we've added grooves all the way across the face along with our HydroZip technology. Um, this is a player that at least somewhat consistently is going to be hitting that section um, from time to time. And in the past, you would get half groove contact, half toe contact, and um, no idea where that ball is going to go, right? That adds so much inconsistency. Um, so by adding those grooves all the way to the toe, um, no matter where you strike the ball, you're going to be kicking the ball a lot more on the course, getting a lot more consistent flight pattern and spin. Um, and sure, you're going to be losing a little bit of distance on those strikes, but you're more likely to keep that on the course instead of, you know, ending up out of bounds or in the water um, like you would without that groove contact. So um, by adding that technology along with our mainframe XL face, which is designed to maximize ball speed and forgiveness all the way across the face with a, you know, artificial intelligence design process, um, we're really maximizing forgiveness potential in every area possible on these irons. And that's really 
our forgiveness above all else um, iron set that is a game changer for so many players. It's wild to look at, and I love the transition. Please, please do not put the grooves on the hosel. Let's just <laughs> leave that alone. Okay, no one wants to hit there anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's a cool look. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's certainly unique, and it's something we surveyed quite a bit. And you know, ask dealers, ask players, and the amount of confidence players get um, by having those grooves across the face has really been noticeable. And um, for a player who's really scared of you know hitting off of what is supposed to be the contact area and wants to avoid it um having all this technology that's going to help them there and um, allow for more consistent golf um, is also helpful uh, along with the uh, alignment technology we've put on with the two white grooves um where you're yeah. really able to center the ball both in the face and then with the target i was going to ask you about that it, it was sort of a is it a happy accident that the bottom groove is quite a bit more narrow in sort of centering the ball yeah, no, it's all extremely intentional. So okay. that bottom groove is supposed to allow you to put the ball right in the center of the face. Okay, We're allowing so, players to hit it everywhere, but we want players as yeah. much as possible to still try to hit the center, right? So let me do the muscle back argument for you. The I must hit endo forge mini teeny weeny blades or sure. I'm not as accurate and consistent of a golfer. Yes, we have those. It's called internet uh, golf. It's very <laughs> popular. The idea that... Uh, when you look down at a traditional iron, you see basically a hitting zone by exactly. having the grooves there. So you eliminate that and suddenly there's this freedom to hit all across the face. Uh, I look at it a lot like putting without an alignment aid on the top. You you center center the ball where you mm -hmm. think is right. And then, you know, oh well, if if the if the dot's not there, if the line's not there, then I don't feel like I'm making center contact. So how much conversation goes into that as part of the design process? I know that that bottom element is there and you've yeah. sort of exposed it a little bit from this discussion, but how about the naysayers who say, I no longer have a very isolated hitting zone to aim for? For sure. A lot of focus goes on it. I can talk about aspects of the design I've never talked about before off of that question. Um, <laughs> it was extremely intentional design decisions to take that into account. Um, I've never talked about this in an interview, but um, there's a very specific design choice to have the blast on the top line and partially up the toe. And that will actually align directly with the second line of the um, grooves there. So that even helps you a little bit more align um, the ball with more of a traditional face profile. Um, that secondary line is exactly the length of a traditional groove. Um, so aligning it there will give you that look that you're used to on a traditional iron. So all of that goes um, very deeply into account when we are looking at the cosmetic and making sure that that address profile is something players are comfortable with. I cannot wait for people to take issue with this who don't <laughs> listen to this podcast on THP because that is such a hidden benefit. Like the, It's hard to see on a computer monitor, but I'm yeah. sure the second you put that club down, it's so strikingly obvious. So effectively what it is, is the top line has a different visual color. It looks like a lot of it's matte versus more yep. of a shine to it. Correct. In the shape of where that traditional uh, groove pattern would be on an iron. Yep. And then the rest of the face underneath, it's actually fully grooved. Man, that is wild. I didn't see it. I asked the question and I didn't see it. And I'm sort of mad about it now. But like, I'm guilty. I'm absolutely <laughs> guilty. And I cannot wait to, to uh, ha ha people on that. That's so cool. That you guys chose to do that. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of intentional design decisions and the length of those two bottom lines and the paint fill and everything is extremely intentional to make uh, alignment as easy as possible while still putting the benefits of this full face groove on the product. 
I'm floored. I love it. Oh man, we could talk about these for probably hours, but there's so much to get through. I, I want to give you an opportunity to express some of the or share some of the the new products that you guys have coming out. Uh, I know there's a discussion point right now on some new putters you have and, yeah. and, and uh, a whole group of putters from yesteryear that has made a re-return. You're welcome to pick whatever you want to talk about first, whether sure. it's Never Compromise or HP Soft. Yeah. Can I talk about irons real quick too? One oh, more please iron. Do, yeah, yeah, please do. Please do. Yeah, yeah. So our Zipcore XL is our other iron, um, which we're launching this generation. Um, great complement to the Halo XL full face. Um, a forgiving iron, but very... Um, very upgraded over last generation in both technology and cosmetic. Um, we think it's one of the greatest looking irons we've made. I mean, years here at Cleveland have gotten amazing feedback on that already. And it's got a real deal zip core technology. So um, something you'll see in our, our CBX wedges or RTX wedges um, is included for the first time in an iron set, along with hydro zip technology. Our mainframe technology in the Srixon irons is featured on the long irons here. So it's really Distance where you need it, control where you want it, and then forgiveness throughout the entire set. Okay. So is, that's this our line. is this effectively replacing Launcher XL? Yes, it will. Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. And and I see VSOL, which I think is such an undersold discussion point, yeah. especially in an iron that you want interaction uh, when you need it, not when you don't. And yes. I think uh, the, the soul plays a huge role in that. When it comes to Zipcore in the connection to this iron, and, and I know you said let's... <laughs> Let's keep it going. But hey, I, I'm curious now, why is Zipcore so important to incorporate into an iron? For sure. I mean, from the eight iron on up, we're able to put that technology into the hosel. Um, that's really going to make sure that we have the center of gravity right where you're striking the ball. So on those clubs that you're looking for, um, basically the most control possible to you know hit right at the pin, um, you're attacking the green, you're wanting that consistent ball flight, that consistent spin, um, that overall performance for really your scoring clubs in the iron set. Having that technology built in is really going to create a lot more consistent performance and allow you to hopefully get a lot closer to pins. Um, so really the long iron, seven iron on down, you've got that distance technology um, where you're wanting to hit your four iron, your five iron a little bit further and um, get a little bit more contact across the face. Um, when you're getting into those short irons, it's that control um, focus with the zip core technology. And um, you, we've got different grooves on those as well um, to overall help your um, attacking the pin um, positioning and um, overall success with that part of the game. So maybe you know the answer to this. When did Zipcore be in, get incorporated into wedges? Do you, yeah. do you know the date of that? Um, RTX Zipcore was the first. Um, okay. I believe that was about three years ago now. Okay, so cool. Kind and, of, yeah, the initial and, one. So RTX in total has been a wonderful storyline as it's progressed. And I feel like each time it, the new iteration comes out. I'm more impressed by it. Yeah. Uh, starting with probably RTX four, I was blown away by that product. Uh, nice. In fact, I still have some letter Kenny based stamped RTX fours in my basement as fond memories. Very <laughs> yeah. cool. Very but cool. Uh, it, to see it get incorporated into irons is fascinating to me. And especially because you didn't go all the way through yeah. the, this idea that you can progress in different technologies from the very bottom of your bag all the way up to the most critical scoring irons that you have is really cool to me. And I, I think that's a story worth telling. Um, yeah. uh, man, that's, that's awesome. And then you get into this mainframe tech, you have these crazy long irons. I've, I've hit plenty of these long irons in the past from you guys and it, they just go for days and, and they do exactly what you want them to do. I, I love that concept there. Um, 
when you get past, it looks like the four, the seven iron through to the four iron, that's where the mainframe plays a big role. Correct. Yeah. So that's a very similar, um, unlike in the past, actually, where it's a bit of a different looking face. Um, This Mm. time around, you compare it to the look of a ZX-5. Um, it's going to be an extremely similar pattern with that sort of milled groove section around the outside. So it's essentially another technology taken from Srixon that's been so exciting for us um, and adapted to a little bit of a larger profile. Um, you know, these are larger forgiving irons, but I do want to mention that um, the offset is quite minimal throughout the set. I mean, I can be seeing much of the sole at address on these. Um, the blade length is a little longer, but they're still designed to appeal to, you know, a, even a better type of player. Um, who's looking to, you know, not be looking down at shovels. Okay. Why, why, why the need for that? Why, why be, a, why support the idea that offset is a scary thing? I, I've always thought it was a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some players who just don't want to look at it and we're trying to kind of minimize the, um, the transition between, you know, going from whatever the traditional iron you've been playing um, into something a little bit more forgiving. And there's always a bit of a hold up there. Um, okay. The guy who's not going to go all the way to the Halo XL full face type of, you know, crazy looking irons. Um, a certain amount of offset can turn certain players off. So especially by going with a longer blade length for more forgiveness there. Yeah. Um, the minimal offset has uh, worked out well for us. So I, I tend to heckle guys who have muscle backs and their four irons and five irons. I, oh, I think yeah. it's a pretty aggressive look to still not use technology in, in those spots, considering the alternatives we have and the packages that they exist in nowadays. I mean, when you see guys on tour using these irons, you get a good sense of, okay, maybe I should get involved in it too. Um, and, and that's always been my take. I, I feel like, and maybe early experience with these could tell me a better story, but is that the idea that even people who are fully bagging these irons are willingly looking at the five or the four and saying these could really benefit my long iron game? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, anybody who's still playing those more traditional type of sets, these four irons and five irons are going to be um, as forgiving as possible. I mean, the Halo Halo XL full face, really, the four iron is a four iron in name only. It's basically a four hybrid at that point. Um, so, you know, we really do want to focus on, you know, players still playing those irons, um, having as much forgiveness as possible in the set, but we also offer a lot of, you know, five iron on upsets and we're promoting, um, as many players as possible, putting in hybrids or high woods or fairway woods into those slots in their bag. Um, that might be a little bit more consistent than their four iron could be. Okay. Well, we got it. We have to talk putters Yes. Uh, and I know it's a little bit of a blast. I don't want to keep you all day. Usually it's, uh. It, but it's worth talking about uh, HP Soft Two. What what is the big story here? Sure. So I think the big story is our um, return of our speed optimized face technology. I think is the first thing in the name, um, which is a soft, right? Um, it's really going to be a technology that um, makes for consistent distance performance across the face. Um, something we've been doing for a while and have really mastered. Um, every single model has its own optimized face pattern based on CG and MOI properties, specifically for the size of that model. Um, so something unique to us and we've done for uh, quite a while now um, that is really successful in our faces. Um, this generation, we've also added a stroke specific design element. So we've got two different grip sizes that are going to go along with um, the different lengths as, and as well as uh, models of putters. Um, when you're at 35 inch or above, you're also going to be getting a counterbalanced weight to make sure you're getting um, consistent swing performance and consistent swing feel as we call it internally. Um, to overall create a putter line that works cohesively no matter what length or what shape you choose. 
you're going to have a putter that's designed for the stroke type that um, you have and is in mind. So we're trying to make it super clear which models are for a more straight back, straight through stroke and more of a slight arcing stroke. And then whatever length and model you choose, you'll get a putter that's basically designed for your swing. Okay. I love the idea that you have this stroke type represented on the website. I mean, it's as clear as day, whether you're straight yeah. back, straight through, got a little bit of an arc to it. That is a critical thing that, uh, that I think a lot of people miss on and, you know, maybe they don't fully understand it and, you know, go get fit for the love of God at yeah. this point, it's 2023. Uh, just kidding. It's 2024. Now it's time. But, yeah. uh, one of the yeah. things, one of, I think the, one of the things that stands out the most for me is you're still, incredibly reasonable in price at $150, which I should say $149.99 folks under $150, which I, I mean, that's, what is the reason, what is the goal there when you create such an affordable product for people? Yeah. I mean, I think we want to give a jaw dropping price to a player who is kind of frustrated by where the golf market has gone. Um, so many of these putters and other clubs as well have really skyrocketed in price in the last few years. And having an offering that's as high quality as HVSOP 2 with a milled face with really high quality grips and overall really high quality design um, for what is an extremely affordable price compared to everything else out there um, really gives us, I think, a competitive advantage, but also just helps out a player who you know might not be wanting to um, fork out you know $400 for a putter. Um, it's a good option. Um, in a more budget-friendly price point for a guy who maybe just wants to try a new putter, right? And yeah. There's a lot of us who have a whole bunch and, you know, want to experiment with something new. And we've got some cool new shapes and offerings here as well. The Retrieve is brand new to the line this time around, which is yeah. um, sold well, which will pull the ball right out of the bottom of the cup um, for a player with a bad back or um, something like that that wants to try it. We sold a ton of those already. So okay. um, a lot of exciting new offerings with this HBSoft 2 lineup uh, and a really affordable price for sure. I'm pretty sure what Casey told you guys just now was that you can actually buy three putters for the price. Of yeah, one. there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You know, <laughs> well, let's talk. Never compromise. I have to do it. Uh, I'm thinking back 10 years now when I had a never compromise in the bag and thought it was awesome. I, you know, it, it had a great history with me. It looks like there's some beautiful products that are now available again. Where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was really um, out of the will to add more of a fitting system to the market. And I think that's what we're going big with, with the Never Compromise product is um, there currently feels like there's a hole. I think you kind of mentioned it, it earlier. It's 2024. Go get fit. Um, in the putter market, when it comes to putting a player into the right length of putter and having a putter that's designed weighting wise, grip wise, um, from top to bottom for their game um, in a really accessible experience. And that's what we've really done with Never Compromise. We've worked with um, Todd Stones, who's a top 100 um, teaching professional in the past, um, to kind of develop a system that will work to make sure that um, if you put a player into the right positioning, posture, all of that, um, you're going to be able to create a putter that's the proper length for them and walk out of store with it. Um, so the actual product along with the system is something we wanted to refine and make sure worked well with that. So, you know, fully milled heads, um, adjustable sole weights that no matter what length you purchase, will have a recommendation for um, what's likely best for you know that length and your potential height. Um, and obviously offering adjustments from there if you want to go a little bit heavier or lighter. Um, two grip options that are exactly the same weight um, that will allow for larger or smaller hands to sort of fit well within the putter, uh, along with an, another option for even smaller hands. 
Um, so you've got a whole bunch of um, different options throughout this system that will allow you to basically get the putter that's best for your game. So you got two finishes of the sort of two tone that looks like yes. it frames the ball like crazy, uh, milled out of 303 stainless, which sounds very premium in itself. A lot of stuff going on, uh, like you said, adjustable weighting system. There, there looks to be some great stuff. My only question is, 2025 let's get gambler series back you know <laughs> yeah those were those were gorgeous i mean i think we're really excited about having what we call now the nc contrast finish back is that you know yeah. classic never compromised gray black gray um or black gray black more like um is really something we've got a lot of reception on early on and we've we've also got the more traditional tour sat and finish um for mm -hmm. players who like that more traditional profile and um feel a little distracted by the um, NC contrast finish, but yeah, having the classic finish back has been great. And um, overall reception and early buzz on never compromise has been really positive and we're off to a great start with the line. We're already back ordered on certain models. Can I just have a little fun here and talk about the same guy saying they're distracted by that says that you can't have a full face. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it can't be both. It's one or the other. It sure. depends on the club, right? Totally. Well, totally. I, I know it's kind of a blitz on never compromise. I think it's cool to see uh, a name come back, uh, yeah. especially with the kind of fanfare that never compromise had during their heyday. Um, Casey, I mean, that, that was a crazy conversation. You guys have so much going on right now. I know you're looking toward the future already, uh, but I hope you sit back and enjoy some of the benefits of uh, the hard work you've put in and experience the excitement that THPers especially have as we talk about the products on the forum. Appreciate it. Yeah, we didn't even get to the driver. Launcher XL2 is an exciting new one. There's my 10-second plug for that. Another great product. So, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. We, we had sort of discussed the idea. Yeah. We focused on a couple of things. And for sure. I mean, listen, 100 episodes is like two years, so maybe we don't wait <laughs> 100 episodes again to have you back on. I always have a blast with you. Uh, just feels like two guys having a beer and talking products. So um, do you have any questions for me today? No, I mean, we look through your forum all the time. We're always reading the feedback. I'm in the comment section after every launch and appreciate the positivity from everybody reading and commenting. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to keep making um, making the products that, um, that golfers like yourselves are looking for and I'm excited to keep doing it. We've, we've heard a few comments that um, players in your forums are thinking we've kind of got our energy back and this is a really good full body release and we take those to heart and uh, those are always good to hear. Yeah, I... I, I was joking with someone. It might. It was probably another staff member about how much and how invested the industry is in actually seeing what we say from a forum perspective. Not not me as someone who creates content for THP, but the individual golfer who comes on and has an experience with your product. There's nothing more raw than that kind of feedback. Um, yeah. Don't my my offering here is to say don't be afraid to share your thoughts. Because if you want something to be different, there's a chance that your perspective is shared by a lot of people uh, or good. Like if you like something about a product, like I was talking about glide rail, if you say like, this is the greatest thing ever, it might stick around for another decade if you're lucky, you know, like get that commentary out there so they can get that feedback and, and, and better understand the product and how it's working for you. Cause they are definitely watching <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we have a lot of ways brother, of yeah. picking up feedback and we run a bunch right. of surveys ourselves but i'm also always in the forums and um looking at reception of ours and other products as well and um, seeing what we can do better to make golfers like yourselves have a better time and uh, lower those scores 
Yeah. Well, hey, let's get you on again soon. That was super fun. We didn't even get to talk about tour impact on your concepts, which I think is awesome. Yeah. And and probably very prevalent. So maybe next big release I have you back on. We talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. I know that was a ton of tech and a ton of uh, discussion around the new, especially Cleveland products, which look insane this year. So if you want to go hit a fully grooved face iron, go do it. I I think it's crazy, uh, but I think it's awesome. I think it's totally worth your time. If you are playing golf this weekend, have a great time. Make it count. Don't get mad when you chunk. Just go get the right product. We'll see you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.